0: Without any further ado, let's welcome Pastor Colleen as she comes.
1: Thank you. Praise the Lord. God's good. Well, Mother's Day can come sometimes within a, uh, just a lot of emotions some good, some bad. Sometimes we, uh, ladies can feel guilt. They can feel sadness because they're missing somebody. That might be a mother that they had that they cherished and they're missing. And then sometimes it can just be like, yay, it's wonderful. Sometimes it can be disappointing when your kids uh, do something or don't do something. (laughs) Have you ever had them try to prepare breakfast for you and that was not fun? You're wearing most of the breakfast. The reason that it happens is moms were not perfect. We're just not perfect. You know, the scripture says all of us have sinned. We've all blown it. We've all fallen short of the glory of God. And, but I believe Mother's Day can be a time of celebration. I believe it's, uh, so we're celebrating all you moms who have everything put together. You are just all good. And, who is that? Please raise your hand. <laughs> and then we're also celebrating that Jesus can fill in those gaps. You know, that those areas, uh, you know, I for one, uh, because of just some circumstance, well, I, I, I'll just tell you, I came to know Jesus as a 13-year-old, gave my life to the Lord, my parents weren't serving the Lord, and, they, and it became contentious in my home, and the, my parents said, get out, and they threw everything out, and so at the age of 13, I had to find somewhere else to live, and the church became my family. And it was in the church that I learned I saw spiritual moms. So I want to say today, even if you haven't had kids, you can be a spiritual mom. You can be an influence on people around you. It's those ladies that poured into my life, and they weren't perfect. I mean, I saw some things that made me sad that could have caused me to walk away from the Lord. But you know what? Here's what the reality is. We're all people. We're all people. You need to turn to somebody and say, you're a people. You're a people. It's okay. You're a people. So listen, Jesus fills in those gaps. He fills in those gaps. We're, we're not perfect. We can't be. But, but we want to know you to know this is the reality that um, we celebrate all women on this day. Because I, I, for one, saw women who never had a child. They discipled me. And they were moms to me. And so they taught me the word of God. And so you are that. So if you, and there's a uniqueness about a woman. There's uniqueness about being a woman. Um, Men, you don't have to become a woman because there's uniqueness about being a man. Men, you can just be men. You can be the man of God who he's called you to be. There is uniqueness in each of the sexes. And that, and we don't have to become one or the other. We need to be who God's called us and designed us to be—the one that He formed and and put. He's made you. He made you, he designed you, you are fearfully and wonderfully made, not with m- mistakes. So we celebrate all the ladies of the house today, and we want to give you a little gift so the guys, our ushers are going to, our guys are going to hand you, every lady in the house is going to get a little uh, journal from us. Go ahead, you guys can start handing those out. It's our gift to you, and we want, it's, and we want you to use it. And I'm going to tell, I'm going to encourage you as I uh, as I share this morning out of uh, prayers. So we're taking a pause on the teachings that Pastor has been doing on Esther. Because I just felt the Lord saying that we need this urgency, that I wanted to teach you this. So are you guys ready? We're going to get into the Word of God. We're going to ask the Lord to speak to our hearts, to transform us. And I believe that if you'll apply these things, you're going to find that prayer changes things. Prayer changes. And if you'll take prayer, 1 Peter 4, 7 says this, The end of the world is coming soon. Therefore, be earnest and discipled in your prayers. Did you know the end of the world is coming soon? Do you know Jesus? Who believes Jesus is coming back soon? Three of you. Come on. Who believes Jesus is coming back soon? Now, I teach kids a lot of times, so I like interaction. So I'm going to have you guys helping me. If you're online, you better make some comments. So listen, the end of the world is coming soon. And, and we can see that. We can see prophecy being fulfilled so rapidly. You know, the Lord is saying, look at the signs. Look at the signs. They're, they're being, I mean, earthquakes are happening so much. So, so much. And a lot of people don't even see it. You know, there's many people that don't see that the end of the, is coming. And you know what? The reason they don't see it is they don't read their Bible when you don't read the word you don't know the word so you that's why we're here at Freedom where we want you to get into the word we want you to meditate on the word we want you to think about the word we want you to read the word we want the word to be a part of you every day every part of your life you go oh I'm in Judges well, I I just got through Judges have you guys ever read through Judges Ooh, I'm like, Lord, that is some tough reading. But, you know, you read, I, and then I say, oh, all scripture is useful and profitable. All scripture. So, Lord, you want, you're speaking and you're doing something. Even in judges, you're speaking. So, don't, don't ever, don't ever think in your systematic Bible reading that, uh, oh, what am I doing here? Listen, Uh, The Message Bible says this scripture, and I wanted to put it up there. It says like this, everything in the world is about to be wrapped up, so take nothing for granted. Stay wide awake in prayer. You You know, if Peter just stopped and said, the end is coming, that would be one thing, but he doesn't. He said, the end is coming, and we need to be what? Wide wide awake. Wide awake and what? Villagin in? Prayer, vigilant in our prayer. We've got to be active. We can't be lulled to sleep. We can't be just kind of apathetic in our prayer life. We've got to be vigilant, vigilant, vigilant. It's a new tongue. I'm trying it out on you guys today. Um, The Ukraine war now has been going for 43 days. Can you guys believe it? When Russia invaded the Ukraine, that Russia thought, man, this is an easy, we'll take him. That's what, that's what uh, President Putin had said, is, is he was going to take it easily. Um, but um, this picture came out shortly after the war started. And when I saw it, man, something in my heart just jumped. Do you guys, who saw it? Anybody, it came across the media and some people, and they mocked it. They were kind of like, ha, ah, look at this old grandma. Um, uh, she, this is a, you, you guys never saw it? Nobody saw it? Oh, it was three, three or four people. This is a Ukrainian grandmother. And so when the war started, they took this picture, of this little Ukrainian grandmother. See the citizens of the Ukraine said, no, no, no. We're, we're not gonna just depend on the army to fight. We're gonna stand up and fight too. And so they took this picture of this little Ukrainian grandma who who has an AK-47. <laughs> you, know, you know, and and you go on. A, most pe- time, most people would see this little grandma and probably think she can't. She's not going to be very powerful. You know, what can she do? But you put that little AK-47 in her hand. And Grandma, uh, she's gonna make a grown uh, Russian soldier shaking his shoes, isn't he? Yeah, because it's not what—it's not the little Grandma. It's what she's holding in her hand. That's the power. It's what she's possessing that brings the power. Can I tell you today that if you have Jesus and you have the blood of Jesus, it is what you possess that brings every demon in hell to quake in his shoes. It is because Jesus in you and you have something else that is super powerful. You have prayer. You have prayer. Ephesians tells us, I know it says on your, your, your programs, it says Ephesians 1, that was my mistake, it's Ephesians 6. Ephesians 6.18 is kind of a key verse, but I just want to refresh you on a couple verses a little bit prior. Ephesians 6.10 begins to say, we don't wrestle against flesh of blood, but against principalities. You guys know that? Who knows that? You knows that? If you're online, give me a hand raise or something. If, uh, listen, we don't wrestle against, but we... But, and then he says, put on the whole armor of God so that you'll be able to stand in these times. Put on the helmet of salvation, the breastplate of righteousness, the belt of truth, the shoes of the gospel. Everybody familiar? Are you guys familiar? And then verse 18 says this, pray in the spirit on all occasions with all kinds of prayers and requests, with this in mind, be alert and always keep on praying for the, all of the Lord's people. Amen. We're to pray. The scripture's telling us here to not just pray, but pray all kinds of prayers. Yeah. Now I'm going to ask something. Who's prayed before? Raise your hand if you've ever prayed. <laughs> See, uh, uh, you know, the, everybody in here. everybody. Now... If you know beyond a shadow of doubt that God has answered your prayers, raise your hand. Oh, you guys I'm surprised. How do you know that God answered your prayers? Because they were answered. <laughs> well, well, here's the thing. You might think that, and might we might say that sometimes, oh, God answered my prayers. But I want to challenge you when we're gonna look at some prayers. There's all kinds of prayers. Uh, First Timothy two, one, he he gives a little list here. He says, first, I urge you, first of all, that petitions, prayers, intercession, and thanksgiving be made for all people. He gives a little list of prayers. He gives, first of all, petitions. Another another translation might be supplications, uh, prayers, intercessions, and thanksgiving. I am not gonna be able to teach every kind of prayer. I just want to teach you a few different kinds of prayers and maybe stir your heart this morning is that okay can i do that so the first prayer i want to talk about is called the prayer of repentance the prayer of repentance this is the only kind of prayer that jesus and god will hear from a sinner it's the prayer of repentance so many people uh, i have a friend Who just got diagnosed uh, with just, you know, something very severe? Put it on her social media. I need prayer. People I know that that don't have a relationship with the Lord, they don't claim to have a relationship with the Lord, they don't want to have a relationship with the Lord, are saying, I'll pray for you. I'll pray for you. I'll pray for you. Who are they praying to? You know what? The prayer that God wants to hear from the sinner for those who have not made Jesus Lord of their life, because Romans ten nine says that if we declare with our mouth Jesus is Lord and believe in our heart that God raised him from the dead, we are saved. The prayer that God wants to hear from us is the prayer of repentance. That's, right. That's awful quiet, y'all. Amen. <laughs> psalm sixty six eighteen I know Liz we all want to say, Oh Jesus, you know John the Baptist preached repentance, jesus preached love flowers love love matthew four seventeen says jesus preached repentance yeah. Yeah. psalm sixty six eighteen says if David says, if I had not confessed my sin in my heart, the Lord would not have listened. 1 Peter 3.12 says this, the eyes of the Lord watch over those who do right. And in his, how do we do right? We get right. And the eyes of, and his ears are open to their prayers. Listen, but the Lord turns his face against those who do evil. The prayer that God wants to hear first is the prayer of repentance. Yeah. When we, what is repenting? Repenting is saying, I see my sin like you see it, Lord. I see what you, I, and now I choose, I turn, and I go the opposite direction. Yeah. I no longer am going to be held and, and, and contained by that. But can I just tell you repentance isn't for the person that has never confessed, it is for that. So if you've never made Jesus Lord of your life, you've never repented, today's the day. The Bible says today's the day of salvation. You came to the house, you get to hear a crazy lady up here. You get to hear that Jesus died for you. He paid the ultimate price for your sins. So that if you'll turn and you'll repent and you'll ask him to cleanse you, he will forgive you. The scripture says that. And if you will confess Jesus as Lord, he will come into your life. You know, right now, right where we are, I believe, can we just close our eyes for a moment? Jesus, I pray right now that I just believe that you're speaking to somebody's heart. Maybe they've never made you Lord. Maybe they've never confessed you. And so I'm speaking to you. If you've never confessed, if you've never repented, if you've never said, Lord, I, I know, I see the things that you, you've called sin is sin, and I, I, and I repent. I turn from those things. I don't want them in my life. I want to please you. If you're saying that for the first time today, would you raise your hand? anybody in this room nobody's looking around and staring you're focusing on your heart you know you go oh my well the next prayer i want to talk about is prayer the prayer of praise and thanksgiving psalms 100 verse 4 very familiar with many of us it says enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise be thankful unto him and bless his name Woo! I got to wake you guys up the reason we need to cut listen the reason these are the keys praise and thanksgiving are like keys to a gate you can't get in the gate without the right key have you ever pulled out the wrong key trying to open your house get the wrong key oh no how do I get in there Praise and thanksgiving are the keys to the gate. You want to get in the gate, you want to get in the courts of God with praise and thanksgiving. This is interesting. The root word for thankfulness is charis, which we get the word grace. Grace and thanksgiving are connected. When we give thanks to the Lord, we have the grace of God over us. Let me say this. An unthankful person is a person out of the grace of God. When you begin to have bitterness and just unthankfulness, complaining and murmuring, I know the Holy Spirit, you know, sometimes sometimes I'm, I'm talking to Scott, and maybe I'm the only one. I'll, I'll just pick on Colleen today, and you guys can be in the room, okay? But, but sometimes I'm, I'm like, I just need to vent, blah, 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 blah. And I'm complaining, I'm complaining, and I ask one another with all wisdom and psalms and hymns and songs of the Spirit, giving thanks to God the Father through him. Do you guys see there's like this Paul is saying? He says at the end, give thanks. Be thankful. Give thanks. The two ways that we're to do everything is in the name of Jesus and with Thanksgiving if you are a believer and you have confessed Jesus as Lord you have something to be thankful for That's right. you have so much to be thankful for has anybody I, I just want to point this out you know we're not born thankful we're born very selfish and you know what can I just tell you something how many of you have more than one pair of shoes does anybody have more than one pair of shoes? Do you guys know you have more shoes than like 70% of the world? You have more. Do you have something to be thankful for? Yeah. Yeah. First Thessalonians, listen to, when we, ex, when we express thankfulness, we express gratitude. We're expre- and when we express gratitude, that was the same thing, wasn't it? Thankfulness, gratitude. We're expre- expressing grace. And when we express the grace of God, the grace of God comes into our lives and we give the grace of God. Paul did this over and over. Let me give you a few examples. First Thessalonians 1:5. We always thank God for you and pray for you constantly. Amen. Ephesians 1:16. I have not stopped thanking God for you. I pray for you constantly. You can see this over and over in his letters. He he gave thanks for them. Not because they were perfect people, but he gave thanks for them. Begin to thank God for the people of your life. Begin to give thanks to the Lord. And as you begin to give thanks, the power of praise will begin to fill you and the grace of God will go through you. Because you're extending the grace of God. Does that make sense? See, when we have gratitude, Timothy, can you come up? When, we have, when we're expressing gratitude, the grace of God comes into our lives and fills us. Fills us. Do you guys remember out of John, Luke 17, there's a story of 10 lepers, 10 men who had leprosy. And they call out to Jesus and they say, Lord, cleanse us. He'll have mercy. Jesus tells them to go, and on their way, they are cleansed. One returns to give thanks, one comes back. Jesus says, Where's the other nine? Didn't I heal? Weren't all of you cleansed? One came back to express gratitude and thankfulness. And then Jesus says something so interesting that the King James Version kind of says it in a way that I've just been ruminating. He says, your faith, so now gratitude and faith have a connection. He says, your faith has made you whole. He was already cleansed, but there's a new level of blessing because of gratitude. Do you see the new, bless- a new level? He received something those other nine didn't get. He received wholeness because he was willing to express gratitude. When we have a heart of gratitude, when we take time to, to just give him thanks, Lord, we give thanks to you because you're worthy. When we focus on him, the grace of God begins to fill us. And then when we extend the grace of God, when we give thanks for, our, for the people in our life, Man, it changes us. You know, when I'm, when I'm in my prayer time and I'm giving thanks to the Lord, I enter his gates and I just say, Lord, I thank you. I just want to say thank you. Oftentimes, sometimes a song will arise out of my heart. Sometimes there's songs that I learned. And sometimes there's songs that I've never learned. It's just the Holy Spirit giving me a, some songs. Have you guys ever had that? Well, I asked Timothy to sing... This is one of the songs that I've just had in my quiet time. And so I just want us to sing it together. The words, maybe you've heard it. And if you've never heard it, just listen to it. Allow it to be an expression of your gratitude. Begin to sit there as we're sitting here this morning or wherever you are. And think of the goodness of God. He's been so good to you. You may have had a lot of struggles. We all have struggles and pain. But oh, he's good. There's so much to be thankful for.
0: Don't you get shy on
1: Thank You Jesus. Did you kill my mic? Oh okay. Thank You Lord. Isn't that a beautiful song? What a what what an expression of gratitude. Lord we're just so grateful. Allow that to begin to come out your lips. Right where you are, before we move on, just say thank you. Think about something you can say thank you to the Lord. Let it come out. Lord, we thank you. We thank you, Jesus. We thank you for what you are. We thank you, Lord. Let thankfulness fill your life. Let it fill every part of you. And As you approach God with gratitude to know that he's good, the grace of God will fill you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I want to talk to you now now about another one of the prayers, types of prayer, and it's called the prayer of supplication. It's the most common prayer we see. It's the most common. It's presenting our request. The scripture says it's it's an earnest request. I, I like to describe it this way. It's a grocery list. You guys know that we we go to our kitchen, we make a grocery list. We list out things we need. We, We list out, and we say, Philippians 4, 6 through 7 says, Don't be anxious about everything, but in every situation by prayer and petition, Uh, Some translations say supplication. Those words can be either way. With thanksgiving, present your request to God. And then the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your heart and your mind in Christ Jesus. Sometimes we're not specific. We're very vague with our prayers. We say things like, bless my children, Lord. This is our prayer time. Um, Lord, I pray that I have a good day today lord i need your help uh lord i hope everything just turns out okie dokie lord you're the big guy up in the sky will you just work it out those are very vague how do you know if god's answering your prayers nothing can be dynamic until it's specific nothing in our life can be dynamic if we're not specific Matthew seven seven says, "Ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you'll find. Knock the door will be open to you. For everyone who asks will find, and the one who knocks the door will be opened." Which of you look at what he, Jesus is saying? This: If a son asks for bread, will give him a stone. Or if he asks for a fish, will give him a snake. If you then, though you're evil, know how to give good gifts to your fa- your children, how much more will your Father in heaven? Give good gifts to those who ask him. He's, he's describing, he's saying, if a child comes up and says, D- Can I have some bread? Are we going to give him, what, what is it? Stones? Are we going to give him a stone? If he asks for a fish, I'm hungry, can I have a tuna sandwich? You get a snake sandwich. <laughs> you get snake. Snake a la stick. <laughs> No, no, he's saying that just like a kid is specific, get specific. Ask. The prayer of supplication is, and that's why I'm giving you journals today. I'm giving you journals so that you'll start writing down your prayers. I've been writing down prayers in little books for years. I have journals all over. But you know what? Every once in a while, I just pull back these journals, and I read through it. And I see, I look, and I'm like, oh lord you answered that prayer lord i oh i remember on january 23rd and we were i was praying and i was asking you lord to do this turnaround. god i forgot that you did that see that's what writing it down will do that journal will reawaken how god is answering prayers john first john five fourteen says this is the confidence we have in in approaching God, that if we ask anything according to His will, He will do it. Isaiah 59:1 says, "Listen, the arm of the Lord is not too weak to save you, and his ears not deaf to hear your call. Let me say it again, if you are a Christ follower and you have cares and you have needs, He wants to hear from you. Amen. What is important to you is important to God. Yeah. Remember that verse out of Philippians that we read? Read earlier, Philippians 6, don't be anxious about anything, but in everything, do what? Pray. So listen, when when fear and anxiety, and that is being pumped into our world these days, anxiety, get worked up, get worked up, get worked up, get worked up, Freak out at the price at the pump. Freak out at this. Look at who's in government. Look at it's fear, it's anxiety, it's trying to knock. But when anxiety knocks at your door, let prayer answer. Every time anxiety starts to rise up, you let prayer answer. Hello. <laughs> Oh, fear, you just knocked at the wrong door today (laughs) because I'm not answering your call. Listen, fear and anxiety have no authority over the believer. And and when the enemy comes, and he will come, he comes to everybody. The thief comes but to kill, steal, and destroy. Can I remind you of another prayer, another type of prayer? i want to cover that will change your life it's the prayer of consecration and this prayer is means to be holy set apart for sanctified purposes it's the most unselfish prayer we pray it's the prayer that says lord let your will be done lord i want to go this way but i want your will lord i want to date this good looking guy Oh, he's not a believer he's not a follower after you and i know your word says says that i shouldn't be unequally connected with that but lord i really but lord i want your will that's the prayer of consecration it's the prayer that says you know what um i like to buy i I did this i remember specifically i went to buy a car i was a young woman i had saved up a little bit of money and this is before the lemon loss. I went and bought this car. It looked good, and the guy's selling. Ooh, look at this. It has a nice radio. Ooh, a radio? Now, you guys gotta know my first car uh, was all rusted out the floorboard, so uh, I, ha- I had the gear shift, and you could watch the road, and the heater never turned off. And so, uh, so I thought, ooh, this is a cool car. I'm gonna get me a cool car. So I get this car, and I drive it off of the lot, and I'm cruising, I'm like, whoo, pumping up the music, I, wind in my hair. I was, I, was, I was blonde, blonde back then. It's whatever the, the bottle said I was. Anyway, and, and I'm thinking, I'm just, oh, glory to God. Now, listen, when I was buying that car, I did not consecrate it to the Lord. Matter of fact, I felt a check in my heart, the Lord saying, but I wanted it, so I buy it. Man, that car had so many problems. I mean, I ended up blowing up the engine. I, had, I replaced alternator, regulator, tires, I, and this is in less than two months. Two months. Wasted thousands of dollars, lots of time, lots of heartache, when my regulator goes out, I'm driving home in Arkansas on windy um, lumber roads. They're called warehouse roads, so they're not paved, and I have to get home. My regulator gets out, and if you guys don't know what happens, Bob, this is true, right? That, there's no headlights. They all, the electricity goes out, so I got a flashlight, and I'm holding it out of my window, <laughs> driving, all because I didn't listen to the Holy Spirit. I didn't consecrate. Listen, when you uh, the prayer of consecration, Jesus prayed this in Matthew 26:39. He, it says, he went fell on his face to the ground and he prayed, "My, my Father, if it's possible, may this cup be taken from me. Yet, not as I will, but as you will." Amen. He wanted the Father's will. It's what we pray. We should be praying this all the time if we're believers. Yeah. What career choice am I to make? Who am i to marry where am i to go what am i to do show me lord first corinthians 6 19 and 20 says don't you realize that your body is the temple of the holy spirit who lives within you and was given to you by god you do not belong to yourself come on can we say that together you do not belong to yourself you were bought with a high price So you honor the Lord with your body. You are no longer your own. Paul says, I'm a slave to sin. Can I add this to one thing? Parents, grandparents, people, people of the world. (laughs) Stop telling your kids that they can grow up and be whatever they want to be. Stop it. Tell them, what does God want you to do? seek. Have you asked Jesus? So many young people come to me and they've said, I don't know what I'm to do. I, 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 I I don't know. I'm confused. Have you asked God? That's the prayer of consecration. Ask him. He has the right design. He might put you in the business world. He might put you in the ministry. He might, he knows he might put you in government. He might put you to be the president. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. He might put you to be a governor. He might, but ask the Lord. That's the prayer of consecration. I consecrate my life to you. The next prayer I want to pray, talk about is the prayer of faith. James 5, 13 through, 7, through 15. Is any among you in trouble? They should what? Pray. Let them pray. Is anybody happy? Let them sing songs of praise. Is any sick? Let him call for the elders of the church to pray over them and anoint them with oil in the name of the Lord. And the prayer offered in faith will make the sick person well, and the Lord will raise them up. If they have sinned, they will be forgiven. Yeah. The prayer of faith is so interesting because I want you to look down. We're going to skip down to verse 16 of this book of James. It says, therefore confess your sins to each other and pray for each other so that you can be? Can I speak to you? Really, because of the situation, you know how I told my, fa- my parents had kicked me out of the house? There was a lot of bitterness. I was very angry with them. I was hurt. I was wounded. Uh, there was a, a, just a lot of unforgiveness. And I was like, and this is my prayer for them during that time. God, you get them. Lord, they don't know you, but you get them. Yeah, you know, and that's not the prayer. That's not the prayer of Thanksgiving. That's not the way God wanted me. And here's what I realized. I needed to forgive them. I needed to forgive them not for just, but it brought healing. Healing to my heart. Heart? Healing to my head, my brain, my thinking. And healing to my, even my physical body. Do you know sometimes, and this is so true, many times people walk around, especially if they have lower back pain in there, and over and over, over and over, it's unforgiveness. This just holds, it's not you up. That unforgiveness will just knot you up. You're holding on. You know, it's trauma, and you have every right to hold on to it. But the Lord's saying, will you forgive and will you release it? And will you even confess it? Will you even, if you have slandered and done something, will you confess your sins? Will you, if you've been, you know, thinking that dirty dog, then confess it so that you can be healed. Because the prayer of the righteous person is powerful and effective. And look at what he compares. He says, Elijah was a human being, even as we are. He prayed earnestly for it to not rain, and it did not rain in the land for three and a half years. After, again, he prayed, and the heavens gave rain, and the earth produced crops. Such an interesting part. He's referring to 1 Kings chapter 18 when Elijah has has there's been a withholding of the land because Deuteronomy says that when wickedness when wickedness prevails, the earth will not bring forth rain. So when that happens, it hasn't rained for three and a half years, but then God says, go. Elijah, go to Ahab and talk to him. Obadiah even says, don't do it. I I hid away these prophets. Don't do it. And Elijah says, no, I'm going because he's obedient. Obedience and faith. Obedience brings the prayer of faith. Because of Elijah's quick response response. He did it instantly. He even told when Obadiah tried to say, don't do it. Ahab has been looking for you. When, when Ahab sees him, he go, I think he's like, you scoundrel or something like that. He's like, I, I've been, I've been looking for you. Quick obedience. And listen, this is so important. Delayed obedience opens the door for doubt and doubt weakens our faith. We want to have the prayer of faith. We want to be healed. The prayer of faith will make the sick person well, but we have to have quick obedience. The reason I say that I want to point this out, so many times we say, pray for the sick, and then we're praying for everybody. We're, we're, We're asking, oh, can you pray for... They're not asking for prayer. Maybe they say, oh, can you pray for me? But they're not doing what the Word says. It says what if any is if let if anyone among you is sick, let them call. Let them call who call the sick person, uh, elder. I need you to come pray over me. So many times, Pastor and I have been in ministry for many years now. People don't call us. Why didn't you visit me? I was sick. You didn't. Oh, I didn't know you were sick. Why didn't you, where were you? They don't call. They don't ask. When we don't ask, how can we be healed? So this morning, guess what? I'm going to say, who's ready to call for the elders? You need a healing in your body. And so the way you're going to call for the elders today is you're going to raise your hand. By you raising your hand and you're saying, "I'm calling for my, the elders to pray the prayer of faith over me." Is there anybody in this room that needs healing in their body that is willing to say, "I'm calling for the elders. I need healing." I have Sean and Pat. They're going to p- pray. And Pastor, we're going to we're going to spend a couple minutes. We're going to go around and pray. If you're near somebody who raised your, their hand, if you're near somebody who raised their hand, then we're Timothy. Can you play a little, little something something? Little something, something. Little, get me in the in the. Just pray. Let's pray. Come on, go ahead. You guys begin to pray. go. If you raised your hand, don't put it down. That's your telephone call. Hello, I'm calling. I need prayer. The scripture says the prayer of faith will make them well. We're not making you call, call anybody. You have every right to be as sick as you want. But the scripture says that the prayer of faith will make the sick well. You can stand up if you want. You can raise your hand. If you're around somebody raising their hand, you can pray for them. You begin to pray. Our elders are going to still come and anoint you with oil, but you begin to pray for them. The sick, listen, I'm so sick of sickness. Sickness has to go in the name of Jesus. Jesus. So we command every spirit of sickness that has tried to have dominion and authority in this house to go. We say cancer, go, go. You don't have authority. The word of God is true. Keep your hand up so our pastors can recognize and pray that prayer of faith over you. If you're a believer and you see somebody near you that needs prayer, pray for them, begin to pray. We're going to fill this house full of prayer. We're going to be the people of God that pray. Father, we're not going to have doubt. We thank you that we can trust your word. God, you're good. We thank you, Lord. You said that this prayer of faith would make the sick recover. Healing in the house, we thank you, Jesus. We thank you for the blood of Jesus. We thank you for the blood, minds being restored emotions to be healed hallelujah if you have if you need to confess a sin to somebody in this house because you have sinned against them go do that because I believe there's healing going to happen in your body in Jesus name in Jesus name we pray right now we pray for them hallelujah Hallelujah. We thank you. Come on, there's some other people that need healing. You know you need healing. If you need healing online, I want to pray for you. In Jesus' name, I pray right now for those who need healing. I thank you, Father, that there is, you are an all present God everywhere. And so I pray for those who need healing over their bodies. In the name of Jesus, I speak. And I say we send the word to go, to heal every disease, to every infirmity. We thank you, Father. We thank you for your healing. We thank you, Jesus. We thank you, Jesus. We thank you, Lord. If you need prayer and you haven't been anointed with oil yet, you still need anointing, Keep your hand up, please. Hallelujah. 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 Healing is in this house. Healing is in this house. We thank you, Lord. We thank you, Jesus. We thank you, Jesus, healing is in this house. Begin to look for healing. Don't look for your symptoms. Begin to look for healing. Begin to look for things that you're noticing. Maybe a decrease in pain. I believe that right now. I believe pain is starting to decrease in some bodies right now. Begin to receive it. Just begin. Remember we're to give thanks unto the Lord. Begin to just thank him. Thank him for your the, receive it by faith. Lord, I thank you for healing. I, I, I received the prayer of of faith i receive it in jesus name and so i thank you that you are my healer so i thank you that every bit of sickness and this pain and and all of that would go just thank him thank you lord come on we we can give thanks we receive it by faith it's ours we thank you lord we thank you lord we thank you lord so many times we look we continue to look for the symptoms can I encourage you look for the healing look for the healing look for what God is doing and begin to give gratitude and praise to him hallelujah thank you Lord the last part and we're going to close our service with this the last prayer and again I could have covered intercession I could have uh, there's so many other ones but I wanted to cover, I covered this a few, few weeks, a couple weeks ago in our Thursday night prayer. It's the prayer of declaration or proclamation. It's, the, it's when we begin to line up our words with the word of God. It's how we begin to proclaim. Hebrews 3.1 says, And so, dear brothers and sisters who belong to God, and our partners with those who are called in heaven think carefully about this jesus whom we declare to be god's messenger and high priest notice the writer of hebrews is saying we declare god's message the messengers we're declaring the high priest the high priest is jesus the one who stands in the gap jesus we're declaring we're proclaiming And there is power in proclamation. There is power in your words. The scripture says in Proverbs, life and death is held in your tongue. So watch what you say. I'm going to say something. Satan is not all-knowing. He is not all-powerful. And he is not everywhere. So sometimes we feed little principalities and imps information that they don't even need to have because of what we say. So what? I wanna to say to you that met, let the word of God come out of your mouth. This proclamation word can be compared to a heralder. You guys remember know what a heralder? Remember in the old times, hear ye, hear ye. The king says, they were messengers sent by an official to bring good news. Often they would be from a king or a duke or something and they were de- they were declaring, what the king had said, and they were telling everybody and proclaiming that. We are the ones on this earth that bring good news. Look at this, Psalms 149, 5 through 9. says, let his fe- faithful people rejoice in the honor and sing for joy to- on their beds. May the praises of God always be in their And a double-edged sword in their hands. What's the double-edged sword we read about in the New Testament? The Word of God. Let the double-edged sword be in their hands to inflict vengeance on the nation and punishment on the people, to bind their kings and fetters and nobles with shackles of iron, to carry out the sentences written against them. This is the glory of all his faithful people praise the lord what is the scripture saying here it's saying that when we declare the word of the lord it's like we are we're not going remember we don't struggle against flesh and blood but we're praying to and we're declaring in every principality we are executing the just, justice of the lord The justice of the Lord we want the justice of the Lord over Ukraine we want the justice of the Lord over California amen we want the justice of the Lord over our world and over our nation we bind up Kings and rulers and those who have walked against contrary to the word when we declare the Word of God listen so here's a few and we're going to practice it when the enemy comes and he tells you like for years of my life from probably the age of about seven just because again wounded people wound people and so i felt helpless and worthless i felt i just wanted to commit suicide and so from the age of about seven or eight i remember thinking and plotting how to kill myself how to end my life the world would be better the world would be better that carried on for years and years. And then I read Psalms 118, verse seven. It says this, I will not die, but live, and I will declare what the Lord has done. I begin to let that come out of my mouth. And every time I felt that spirit of suicide come on me, I said, I will not die, but I will live to declare what God has done. Can you say that with me? I will not die, but live. And we'll declare, we'll, come on, I think we can do better. I will not die, but live and will proclaim what the Lord has done. You know, if you get a diagnosis from a doctor, death is being spoken over you. Begin to stand up and say this verse. Say this, proclaim this word over your life. When you, be, when you become pessimistic and you don't know what to do and, and you think, uh, there's just no I don't even know what I have I'm not I don't I don't know if I'm to go here or there quote Jeremiah 29:11. for I know the plans I have for you declares the Lord plans to prosper I replace me Lord I know you have the plans for me plans to prosper me, Colleen not to harm Colleen you have plans to give me a hope, me a future can we say that together? say for I know I have the plans I have for you declares, come on let's all say it for you declares the Lord plans to prosper you and not to harm you plans God has plans for you Plans aren't like, you're not, you're not a piece of trash. You're valuable. He wants to prosper you when gossip and, and people are coming against you, when maybe your business is being attacked or something is coming against you. Quote Isaiah 54:17: No weapon formed against me will prosper or prevail. And you will refute every tongue that accuses you. This is the heritage of the servants of the Lord. And this is the vigilant... Thank you. (laughs) For you, says the Lord. Can we say it? Let's say it together. You guys help me, because I need help. No weapon formed against me will prevail. And you will refute every tongue that accuses you. This is the heritage of the servants of the Lord. And this is their vindication for me, declares the Lord. Listen, let the scriptures roll off of your tongue. Declare it to every principality that attacks you. When anxiety comes, you resist it. When fear comes, you resist it. You're not weak. You're not weak. You've been put here for a time. And again, I just love worship. I'm just a worshiper. I just love it. And And this song timothy we're going to sing it but we're going to end with it today because we just want to be worshipers can you go ahead you can go ahead and put the words up thank you lord you know sometimes worship is where we we stand we stand and we just say lord what you say